We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our official NBA draft live stream. Uh, my name is Andrew, for those who don't know me. Um, that's Jeremy, for those who don't know him. Um, Jeremy, did you enjoy that walk down memory lane in the new slideshow we have at the beginning? Yeah, it was, uh, it was like a cemetery, but in yes. picture form. Yeah, great. That's why they're all in black and white. Yep. Bad memories of the past. Um, hey, some of them were good. You got Obi and Quickly in that's there. That's true. I did try to include like Mitch's in there technically mm-hmm. next to, you know. Our but you should have you should have had it where it's like um like you're tearing the picture in half, <laughs> like when there's a messy divorce in the tabloids and uh-huh. it's Knox on one side and Mitch on the other. Maybe Knox's face is crossed out. Be a lot. You'd have to draw a very big line to cross it out or X. But yeah, that's what it's like. So, John, it will be here in a second. We're going to get Benji in here in a second, too. Benji, if you can hear me, just wave your hands and then I'll add you. Okay, you can hear me. All right. Benji, you've been added to the stage. Hey. What up, boy? What's up, folks? Ooh. Yo, this this fan base. Okay. <laughs> Super Chat's rolling in. So, give me a second. I'm going to read a bunch. Um. Again, like, subscribe, please. You're going to be here for a while. We have alerts on. So when we find out picks and stuff, um, although John just texted, John just tweeted something, presuming Daniels and Matherin go off the board at six and seven, Jang uh, to New Orleans at eight, sets up San Antonio, an interesting spot. If they go Sohan, Sochan, or Sohan. someone, Sohan, I was right the first time, or someone expected, Sharp. Or Davis fall to New York, which the Knicks would presumably love. Okay. So 
Get John on alerts if you don't have him on alerts. There you go. Um, okay. Ryan Huang with the first super chat tonight. Uh, unlucky number four. Bring him home, baby. Benji, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I don't remember a wider variety of things that could happen on draft night for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Feels like they could be drafting early, late, the same. We don't really know what they're going to do. And that's exciting. That's exciting. You know, yeah. there's there's some legitimate tension tonight, which we I I know I haven't had in a while for the draft. You know, even last year with the like, will they trade up or out or will, will they trade uh, like up to with the 19 and 21? And then as the picks keep going, it's like, all right, I guess we're sticking at 19. Oh, we're not at 19. We're going to end up going to 25. <laughs> oh, that other picks not even going to be there. Great. Okay. Um, but yeah, this this could get exciting. This could also get very boring and low key depressing. Um, the what, next, would be, what would be the depressing? What would be the depressing uh, if they just trade uh, eleven for Malcolm Brogdon? It's, and I, I know you like. Happen. I know you like Malcolm Brogdon. Trading him, trading a first round pick for him with like, like getting nothing else back, I would not be a fan of. I agree. Yeah. It's it's strictly a value. It's, it's a bad. It's not. It's it's a premature move. I yeah, think. you're you're getting an injury prone, older, relatively player to join a core that the focus for which should be on the younger end. Um, I do like Malcolm Brogdon, the player, and I think that there is sometimes a tendency to conflate whether it's a good move for the Knicks and his qualities as a basketball player. Like he's mm-hmm. a really good basketball player that would help any team, let alone the Knicks who could use that kind of size at the point and can use just all around skill that he possesses. But I agree with you that it is not, that is not the right time for that move. And it's to the 11th pick is probably too, too good an asset to move for Brogdon. Yeah. It's strictly a value play. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I think that if, Brogdon gets moved tonight, it's because the Wizards are willing to give up way too much. Um, if the Knicks if Bro- if the Knicks went after Brogdon, it would also kill Jalen Brunson's market entirely, which would then impact Leon Rose's son, Sam Rose's commission from getting the next contract. So, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, that's... But even still, I just don't think there's going to be a decision on it tonight, unless the Pacers just get the type of return that they're looking for. And it seems to be a large return. We know that because all we hear about is that Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner are available. I don't know if you guys actually know this, but Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner are on the block. They are totally available. No the way. Price is really high though. Um, Hi, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm not as worried. And four is my lucky number, Ryan. So I'm feeling all right. Did they uh, did the Knicks salary dump Kemba yet to Memphis? I, I wonder if if Kemba is going to rent in Memphis. If is he going to get a hotel room? Is he going to uh, do a, maybe an Airbnb? Nice Airbnb. What do you think? <laughs> I'm sure he'll yes. enjoy not being in New York. Is the key point? I mean, he probably hasn't been in New York since the All Star break. Um, Matt Aussie Knicks fan, yes sir. I think. Well, I'm not going to pretend to. Or try to do it in Aussie accent while I say is there. Makes so I'll say it like I'm from New York. Um, let's go get Ivy, baby. How excited versus pessimistic are we for what moves the Knicks are about to make? John, first of all, welcome to the stream. Um, Hi. 
how excited or how excited versus pessimistic are you? Oh, I'm, they're, they're not getting Ivy. I mean, look, things something could change. Um, I, my understanding is they really love like it's not just noise. They really like Ivy. Like they really, really like him. Um, and Ivy wants to be a Nick. Uh, I don't think he tried to hide that in his media availability the other day. Um, or if he did try to hide it and do a very good job of it. And if this were a, uh, you know, a crappy Netflix rom-com, uh, Jaden Ivy would end, end the night as a Nick and everybody would be happy. Um, after much stress, uh, beforehand, but my understanding is, is at least as of this moment is that, um, they, they made their offer to Sacramento um, the balls in Sacramento's court. I, I don't know. Does that mean that the Knicks, that's it? They're not going to up their offer. I don't know. Are they like, you know, are they waiting for, you know, Sacramento? My understanding is they're waiting for Sacramento to call them. That's where I, my understanding. And, and the expectation is that absent the phone call, they're not getting Ivy. Uh, I don't really know what else to say other than that. Hope I'm wrong. I really want them. I think they want them, but I just, I, I don't, I think they made their best offer, and I don't. I don't know what that is. Just to be very clear, I have no idea what their best offer is. But uh, I'll trust Ian Bagley's reporting because Ian is never wrong, and uh, say that I think they did offer a, a future pick. And I don't know if it's twenty twenty three. I don't know if it's twenty twenty four. I don't know if it's top five protected. I don't know if it's top four protected. I don't know if it's. But they offered a good future pick, and then yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Benji, we haven't really heard from you on what you thought. What do you think the Jaden Ivey news looks like? Um, do you want the Knicks to trade for Jaden Ivey? Do you like Jaden Ivey? Have you done any homework on Jaden Ivey? Uh, yeah, I've done not not uh, the deep dives that I wish I, I would have been able to do, um, but certainly been watching film on him over the course of the year and then a little bit more as the draft came approached. Uh, yes, I think you bet on that kind of elite 1% athleticism. Um, it's special in, in the Knicks context. I think that is something that they are severely lacking from the guard position is a, of the uh, RJ gets to the rim. It's not that he doesn't get to the rim, but the athletic explosion, the ability to finish at the rim at a really high rate something the Knicks don't do, don't have from at least from the guard position. Um, so yeah, if they could do it. And I think that's kind of been consistent with what the reporting is, you know, that if they're, they're putting their best foot forward, they're dealing with a, not the most rational actor <laughs> who the hell knows what the Kings are going to do. Uh, so I, yeah, that's, really I think that. that's the, the part that's making this all complicated is like, what are the, like, I don't know that anybody has a really good read, like we saw the report today or yesterday that uh, Vivek Renadive really loves uh, Keegan Murray, you know, who is the, thought to be the next best prospect after Ivy. It sure seems like they're, you know, setting up to end up with Murray, but I don't like, how does that, how does that work? If they, does that rule out a trade down to the 11? Because then obviously you're not getting um, Murray. Are you just going to take Murray at four? Uh, are you going to try to trade down with the Pistons or are, you gonna, are the Pistons um, going to call your bluff and just 
say, okay, take who you're going to take, and we'll take whoever's left over. I don't, I don't know, but I thought that's a that's a good point, um, Benji. Jeremy, where are you on this at this point? Just get him. Just go get him. Just okay. get the, I mean, for Christ's sake, we're, we're all in agreement, about, right? Of course we are, but it's just like it, it's just all this talk of like, hey, he seems like a great prospect. Okay, cool. The Knicks have a ton of assets that they have at their disposal. They can go get him. The question is, is it enough? But to me, it just it feels like a no brainer. Do it. In you're you're probably going to be a better team next year than you were this year. So your pick is going to be worse next year. And if you haven't traded the Mavs pick away, then that's great. But we're going to have the same conversation a year from now about should the Knicks consolidate and move up. And even though the 2023 class is supposed to be loaded, which is great, it's probably just as easy to get from where we're at now to four than where the Knicks will be next year to trade up into the top 10. So just get them. That's how I feel. Like also interesting fact. uh, Just, I feel like as news comes trickling in, we should just probably say it. Go ahead. So a couple things. Number one, Kyrie looks like he's going to opt in and then uh, seek a trade, which would be fascinating. It's from Shams. You mean Uh, he didn't want to go play in Detroit? (laughs) No, but I think it'd be hilarious if he opted in and then the Nets said, all right, we'll trade you where you want to go and then sent him to a place like Detroit. But the second thing (laughs) is uh, Woj is now saying that uh, Paolo Boncaro is very much in the conversation for number one, which to me, and we'll see, this could very easily change. This is Woj's way of saying, hey, this is the number one pick, but I can't say who the number one pick is because I am legally contracted with the fact that I work for Disney. The draft is on ABC which is or ESPN, which is owned by Disney. I can't say it. Uh, he's in heavy consideration. So if that's the case, it's Boncaro one, probably Chet two, and then uh, Jabari going three, I would imagine. And then it just total chaos. He tweeted earlier today. He tweeted earlier today, literally, it's been pretty much set in stone or something to that effect. That number one is is Jabari, two is Chet, three is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we also just saw, that's it. This is is the thing. Like, he did this with the Nets. He's he's potentially doing this today. He's doing it again with Kevin Durant. The whole thing, like he may not seek a trade. Like, w- it's very frustrating because I don't think everything is said necessarily in good faith. Uh, it's not just for him. It's just generally that there's there's situations where there are agendas at play. There are sourcing. You, you want to take care of the people that are feeding you information, and so sometimes it's hard to discern what is the truth and what is being told to us as truth. And I. I'm very curious as to how tonight shakes out because if it is Boncaro, even though after Woj is saying it's Jabari through and through and then turning a little bit more towards Boncaro and now kind of going further into it, it's just it's it's hard to know what's real and what isn't. Did, am I in the minority? I don't really care that much if like it's Boncaro. Yeah. It's, right? it's anything well, top that, three, I don't care. Know. Yeah. Although I'd prefer to not. I think Boncaro is great. I'd rather have him in the Western Conference than I would in the Eastern Conference. That's my only thing, but we'll worry about that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I guess the only real wild card would be if OKC had the like wanted to take Jabari, right? Instead of Well, I mean that but that could happen. Like what happens at the topic won't won't affect that. If they want to take Ivy, they'll take Ivy. Um Detroit is having ongoing conversations, according to Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, who's been pretty 
pretty spot on this whole time um, to find a, a second lottery pick in tonight's NBA draft. Rival executives believe Memphis center Jalen Duran is the Pistons' primary target. Um, so just a guess there, because yeah. there's talk of Hayward and the amount of money that they have and they can take on his salary. That's how they can yeah. potentially get to 13. The question is, will take on Hayward? Will Duran be on the board at 13? Maybe not. Hmm. Probably not. So, I, I think it's interesting because I, and I, I'm curious what you think about this, Jeremy. I buy the Memphis noise. Uh, I checked in on it after I think it was KFC who initially reported it. Um, I checked in on it, and while I can't sit here and be like, "Yeah, they're definitely going to do that trade or not do the trade or whatever," I think that. I think there's legitimate noise there. I, you know, draft history as well as I do. And tw- 11 for 22 and 29 is shit. 11 for 22 and 29. And like, honestly, even like a 2023 lotto protected pick is, not, I don't want to say it's shit. It's three firsts for one, but it's kind of shit, you know? Right. Am I, am I wrong? Do you disagree? I, I actually tweeted exactly that. Like for right? the yeah. mo- for the needle to be moved, it's eleven for twenty two, twenty nine, and a lottery protected twenty twenty three pick. Twenty nine. Like if you're the Knicks, you're not drafting a player. To, you're not drafting a player at twenty two and twenty nine, both of whom no. would, would basically be in the rotation on the team this year. If anything, you're taking twenty two, and then you are saying, "Hey, for twenty nine, we'll do a draft and stash." Or, hey, we'll trade down and do exactly what we did last year when we had the 32nd pick and got 34 and 36. And one of them was a draft in Sash and Yakubitis. To me, it would be just getting too cute with it. It, You know, even if if you're also sending out Kemba's salary, for example, I understand it a little bit more. But here's the thing. You have to, have to, have to get the same amount of value with those three picks this year, next year, or whatever, as you would have with the 11th pick. And as we've talked about before, the picks, the players taken, you know, 10, 11, 12, where the, the team then trades down, those players more often than not have been better than the the halls that have been taken. That's where quality trumps quantity, as it often does in the NBA. So it really depends on what it would be. If you told me, hey, the Knicks are going in on trading up next year, for um for some really good prospect, I'd say great. I'd also say why not just do that now when yeah they clearly like Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy likes them. Make it worth Sacramento's while if that's what it takes. Then so be it. So um I just the I don't only, I don't think I'd like the Memphis trade at all. The only thing see. I could I could see because they did, Memphis does own a top four protected uh, Warriors pick in twenty twenty four. You could see them agreeing to something where it's like the better of Golden State's or Memphis's 2024 pick with very, very light protections on the Memphis pick. Would Memphis do that? I, I don't know. Should should the Knicks do that? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what Golden State's going to look like in two years? Who knows what Memphis is going to look like in two years? Memphis is going to be pretty good in two years unless barring injury. Anyway, we don't have to talk about this anymore until it happens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My fiance is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about the sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Jake Fisher, uh, Duran was scheduled to visit the Hornets on Sunday, uh, but canceled his workout. Sounds like he canceled it because he's going higher than 13. Mm. I just got the same alert. Although, because John retweeted it. I guess I should put Jake Fisher on alerts for tonight. Yep. Oh, I'd yeah. say for those of you who are listening, uh, watching, alerts, recommendations, Woj, Shams, Stein, Fisher, um, and then someone else who's been aggregating really well is um, Evan Sideri. <laughs> yes. Really good. Keyword yeah. aggregating. But, but, he's but he admits been, he's it. He's doing a good he job. Does yeah, it, he does Listen, we job. can't be everywhere at once. He streamlines oh, no, it nicely. It's credit. It's good. KFS's origins are 
of Mr. Jeffrey Below and aggregating everything Knicks, which is why I'm not as frustrated, Schwinn, by what he's doing. I'm actually like very impressed by what he's doing more than anything else. So just let's go back to Duran for a second, because I I really wish I hadn't. But it's another name I heard when I was trying to do my due diligence earlier today in regards to the Knicks. Um, I think at this point, so for this, let's like set the stage. So top three picks, top five picks. I think even like we could go so far as to say the top seven picks. Is there a chance one of the top seven falls? Sure. There's always a crazy shit happens. But as of now, I am personally operating under the assumption that the first seven picks in some order are going to be Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Daniels, and Matherin. Maybe Sharp, right? Possibly jumps in there if somebody's in love with Sharp. But that's a that's about it. We got the Usman Jang rumor, which uh, Mark Stein tweeted out a little bit ago. But I think um, that's been out there because on the the putback earlier today, um, that was that was brought up as well. Possibility of of Jang going eighth. So at that point, the best players on the board are going to be Sharp. Davis, and then that's where it gets crazy because that's why everybody has AJ Griffin slotted to the Knicks. If they're scared of his medicals, or if teams are going to be scared of his medicals, we're going to find out very soon how team how scared teams are of AJ Griffin's medicals. Then who's the next? Who's like the next safest pick on the board? I mean, Sohan, uh, another fellow Jeremy. I don't know. Do you like him because of that reason? Same name. It's great. You know, it's great. Something. Perfect. Uh, do you like Johnny Davis as a result? Yeah, I do. No Cohen's in the draft this year. That's no Cohen's. I, we I need more Cohen's Cohen in the NBA. There is a Ben. There is a Ben. Like, we've all been assuming that Jalen Duran and Mark Williams are, like, everybody's been asking, like, when are the centers going to go? It's, I think, one of the big questions of the draft. I I, I don't... I could see a lev- the Knicks spot in the draft being a spot where another team who wants Jalen Duran feels like they need to trade to get to, right? Um, that would not surprise me. I guess that that was the thought process I just wanted to get out. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition. Well, what about if, like, what if Duran goes to the Spurs, for example? I, not crazy at all. Like, that's possible. That's nine. And then, so if you're the Pistons, if you love him, do you take him at five? Oh, that like, Jesus Christ. But, but that's the thing. If you feel like you can't get from, say, 13 to whatever what's your move i don't know and the, and now the blazers to me are the biggest wild card because they still have the seventh pick they can trade down they can trade out i know obviously there are rumors of og ananobi yeah. um that probably comes to a head tonight with og um if it doesn't you'd have to think someone like utah is probably in the lead for him if portland doesn't get him so it, it to me they they could do a lot of things and they're probably I still see Portland as the best stepping stone for a team like the Knicks where if they if the Kings don't want to slide or the Pistons don't want to slide all the way down and want to recoup some assets they're a nice middle ground to be on where they can still potentially get their guy and get assets yeah. to boot yeah no I um I agree with that man I. I think it's gonna be a crazy night. By the way, is anybody surprised John Collins hasn't been traded yet? Uh, Not really. I'm a, I'm a, I, you, it's you, calm before the storm. Calm know. before the storm. Calm sure. before the storm. I, should I, I like put it. the draft on my television? Is anybody else having the draft on their television? Or? Uh, so Jeremy and I agreed to do second screen. If you want to put it on your television, go ahead. 
Well, what was no, I mean, need to again, because we way. just got news that yeah, like at, at I think the only time I'm gonna actually watch it is if the Knicks are picking and I yeah, know they're picking yeah. at that time. I, Otherwise, it's who cares. So can we can we call this Benchero's going one? Yeah. What's what's uh, someone in the chat said? Uh, um, he's now minus six fifty to go. Well, we'll, we'll just. I, no, I'm, okay. Ha- let me rephrase it. Someone before that tweet, yes, okay. maybe like two minutes ago, said minus six fifty. Um, speaking of the chat, let me catch up on super chats before we get too far behind tonight. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, uh will be at a bar near UPenn, stoked to inform everyone there that Alec Burks is actually a good NBA player, misused <laughs> when we flip him for twenty three and green. Hashtag manifest. Think you'll find no bigger fans of the Alec Burks is actually a useful player hive or agenda than here at KFS. Didn't I um, invent that hive? Can I get some credit for that? You get credit for that. Okay. Nothing um, else. Nothing else. Um, uh, from Jay Bago, um, very big supporter of us and big supporter of Chris's lately with draft class and obviously dream. Um, I just want to say, I love you all. And continue doing an amazing oh. job. We love you. Thank you, Jay Bago. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. Um, this is Mello from Toronto. Uh, my guys, imagine being a Nets fan. Can we just? Oh wow! Tonight might be a very rough night for Knicks fans, or even a disappointing night for Knicks fans. Why are you saying take... that? Hold on. Well, I said might. I said might. Okay. I'm. I'm could I love a the very great night for Ben. I love it, Benji. <laughs> I love it. I'm with Benji. Um, we we got to get this out of here. We're in a okay. Really okay. Good... Let me let me get the whole sentence out, please. All right. Let me take the next ten seconds and just laugh at the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hearty laugh. <laughs> the city's under new management. <laughs> you know what's cool? You know what's oh, cool now? What's is cool? to want to be somewhere the fuck else. That's yeah. What's cool now. Apparently the Knicks are cool. And guess what? Apparently neither is playing basketball games for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, CT Pittman. Uh, just want to shout out Jeremy and the Cream Series. Masterful uh, piece of work. You've been doing a great job, Jeremy. Thank so, you, Andrew. And yes. thank you, CT. Really appreciate yes. into that. Um, Jesse Cook. <laughs> Is Jeremy's mind already buzzing for cap or no cap the DeJounte Murray plan? Not happening. I'm not. I'm probably not doing DeJounte Murray cap or no cap. Good. Just going to be upfront about it. I, he's a good player, really good player. I know a lot of fans love him a little bit more than I think I do. The problem is the cost to get him will far exceed his actual value. And I don't think the Knicks are going to be that eager to do it. I understand why he's of interest, uh, the age, the abilities. I get all that. It just seems like where are these he's, rumors coming from, Jeremy? Like, why would the Spurs want to move? I don't even understand the well, impetus. So, the Spurs in classic fashion blowing up my potential Randall trade, which again, I didn't think was going to happen, but now definitely it's a great isn't. idea though. Uh, well, thank you. Well, Hey, if they want Collins back, I mean, that's, it's not too far off from wanting Randall in return for something, but yeah, it, it came about, I think it was Fisher. Uh, I think also the athletic was able to pick up on that as well, but the, the mindset that the Spurs are looking for a drew holiday type return for DeJounte Murray. I mean, he's on an incredible contract thanks to his ACL tear where he took a really cheap extension and it's two more years, like 16, 17 million bucks. And you know, like if you're 
if you're like Atlanta, Minnesota, makes a lot of sense to maybe go get someone like him. But I think the reason that those teams are benefiting from that idea is they have what should be consistent all NBA guys. The reason I say consistent, even though Cat was just named to one, I don't necessarily think Julius is going to get back there. So it's a little too rich for my blood. No DeJounte Murray cap or no cap. I'm sorry. If I was if I was Minnesota, I would I'm not sure if there's something I wouldn't give up to get DeJounte Murray and pair him with uh Anthony Edwards and and Cat. But I don't even know. Cause like if you get that dude, like what's the I mean, maybe some distant firsts are gonna be worth something because who the hell knows, you know, no one's no one's uh the historical track record of players wanting to spend their entire careers as Minnesota in that in Minnesota is not, you know, uh very hefty. But yeah. Anyway, um, what's uh, what's next, Andrew? Frank Corona Jr. I know it's risky, but Sharp is the only thing that would help me not help me get over not getting Ivy. The mystery box. Get me the mystery box. <laughs> yes. I don't want the boat. Keep your boat. Yes. Owning Can a boat. Be sucks. a boat. We'll take the boat. <laughs> Can I uh, allow me uh, allow me to shift the perspective for a second? Mm. Ivy's great. I really like him. Also, it's not. A disaster if they don't move up to the fourth pick and get the like it. It would be great if they did it, but I think I, f- I feel the um, the spirit of Nick's drafts past in this in this uh, in the questions that are being asked and the way it's being framed. Like the Knicks are in a good spot. The Knicks have a lot of young talent. They could cash it in if the right deal comes about. It seems like they put their best foot forward for Jaden Ivey, so they're thinking in the right ways. If they add another good young player, whoever it is, and there's a bunch of good young players out there at 11, if they stay where they are, that's good too. They're just adding to the pot. And at some point, if it's not Jaden Ivey now, it'll be somebody later that they can cash it in. But like, let's let's take a deep breath, Knicks Nation. It's just, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. This is good. We're it, good. It is. And it, can I just can I do offer a counterpoint? Yes. I think depending on how the draft shakes out, Big, uh, massive caveat with giant blinking red lights. I think the Knicks may feel like there is a drop off that begins right before they pick. What obviously whether there actually is a drop off before right before where they pick is, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Um, but for their needs and what they like, I I am suspicious that that may be the case. And if that is the case, it is in their nature to want to to not they, they will not they will not pick just because it's their pick. They're going to look to maximize what they deem to be as they should. They should look to maximize their value, you know, um, the value of whatever they do tonight. I, but I, I'm I hope it's a real maximization of of value. I guess would be the the only way I could put it. Yeah, Agreed. I'm with you. I'm not saying I think there are players at 11 that are good to, I would say, good prospects. I think if they want to, if they feel like there's that huge drop off and they feel like trading back is the move to accumulate more assets, again, uh, consolidation is coming at some point. They have a bunch of young players. So I'm okay with that. It's still, it's just building the chest in a different way. I don't think it's necessarily bad. There's a lot of shine around draft picks. Um, and I get it. Um, but ultimately the Knicks are working with, uh, th- thankfully they've drafted really well the last two years and they have built up yeah. some of a, of a nice 
of a nice uh, accumulation of assets. So I, you know, I, it might not, maybe the 11th pick isn't, uh, isn't the greatest thing in the world if they stay there, but I, I, I just feel like it's, it's a good position. It's, it's like they're, they're sitting on, on, uh, on a good position and they, they're one way or another, they're going to improve the, where they're at now, unless they do something dumb, which but, is discussed earlier. But I don't yeah, think- I, And I don't think they will. I just, I'm, I guess it's it's it. We, I think we probably say this every year. It's going to be tough for me personally to look at this night in, unless they go get Ivy, which is again I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be tough for me to look at this night in a vacuum because inevitably they're going to make their pick, and then the next question is going to be like, okay, well, what is the roster going to look like that this player is going to be going and and playing for? And that's something we just we won't know until at least well, probably won't know until a week from now. But you know, you never know. Maybe we'll know a little bit more about that tonight. We also benefit from hindsight where in past drafts where, you know, that 11 to 15 or so stretch, there's often at least a player there. And the players that we think, well, how could they fall into 11, 12, whatever? Well, they did. The Knicks will have an opportunity to get someone who is a really good player. It's up to them to find that player. And it should be at 11. And if it's not at 11 because they've traded down, then they just need to make sure that what they could have gotten at 11 is worse than what they got where they've traded down and the assets they've picked up. Yep. Um, you want to get some more super chats, Andrew? Let's do it. I dig Benji's vibe, by the way. I do um, too. I need, we I need it. We need we it. We need it tonight. Okay. Um, Adam Silver's at the podium, by the way, given the introduction and pleasantries. Um, Dumbass Jess- state farm sound. Yeah. Um, Stupid. <laughs> Jessica Clarice Elsner. So happy Ben is here as well. I'm not sure what to expect tonight, but hoping for the best. Cheers, everyone, and to all in the chat. <laughs> Fingers, Robert Crossed. Oh, I like that. That's like that. great. That's a bar. That's, that, very, that's that, a bar. You're spitting tonight. There you go. Uh, from Lucas, J Mac, Mr. Claudio, and Cream Cohen. You dig that, Jeremy? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, asked and answered. Uh, Aussie Knicks fan, you guys are my favorite. Oh, now you might have to take the nickname, Jeremy. He's <laughs> are his favorite content creators on YouTube. Let's trade up for Ivy, baby. It's time to cash in. Love that energy. And I'll, I'll hopefully Cream Cohen likes it too. That's the last time, I promise. It's the last time I promise. I was cold. Call it ice cream. That's not going to be the last time you hear Cream Cohen. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, another one from Mello uh, from Toronto, not uh, from the former Nick. Um, did you guys see on the radio show this morning, Ian Bagley predicted Ivy being the starting point guard for the Knicks? I, I, did, I did not see this. I, I detached myself all day so that way I wouldn't have to see stuff all day. I heard it, but then he he went back on that when he went on the putback with with me earlier today, and he predicted they stay. He he prefaced by saying it was more just opinion as opposed to sourced fact. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, From Dom Cappuccini, if we get Ivy, are the Knicks still operating on a mindset that we want to improve from last year? I find it interesting the contrast between getting Ivy as opposed to Jalen, Kyrie, or even Brogdon. I mean, I I think that if they actually did it, and again, I'm operating under the assumption that they don't, um, I think it would be absolutely fascinating because he's a player that, I mean, you're you're drafting him to put the ball in his hands a lot. And whether that means you're playing him a point guard, you're playing him at two, you're playing him at fucking five, I don't really care. Um, You need to put the ball in his hands a lot and let him go through the mistakes that every rookie guard 
goes through. And that is, it's makes it tougher to win games when you do that. So I, you know, I think that I don't, and just to be very clear, I don't think that is any part of the calculation in terms of like, whether they're able to trade up for him or not. I, I think they're trying very hard and they'll figure out the rest later. Okay. Brian Benjamin, the uh, contribution to super chat. Good luck to us all. Love you guys. Love you, Brian Benjamin. And good luck to us all indeed. Uh, and then Dom Cappuccini again, I hear Chet's stock dropping. I know all signs point to Mitch, but if Chet is still there at 11, do they dare pass up? If he's there know, at eleven, uh, no, no. But also, why is he there at eleven? Is it a Laramie Tunsil situation with Andrew? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Laramie yeah. Tunsil. Why does that name ring a bell? That's well, the go ahead, Jeremy. You his say. stock dropped because there was a, a leaked photo of him in a gas mask with a oh bong. The, the bong guy. Yeah. Yes, the bong I think guy. for Chet, he'd have to be because now we're much more. Um, uh, cool with weed. Carefully. Chet would have to be on. I don't know, black tar heroin for that. We would have case. to find like, out where he was on January sixth. Oh my god, that would have to be the extent to which. Oh, I to, thought you were. I thought the you were guy going. that we thought were going number one all of a sudden falls to eleven. We have to find out something very detrimental about his character. I think I, I actually thought, saw him hoisting people up. Yes, you know, because he's so tall. Like, they were using him as a ladder. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I exactly. thought you were going to find out where he was on November 22nd, 1963, but that's, that's another historical thing that happened. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.